the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can get a nice spicy 100x payout. That turns five into $500. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, NBA is back, and so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. And to celebrate, we're giving away an NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all the details. I'm just about that action, boss. with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real, villain real. It's Ralph from Virginia here at your service. Tell them to bring me my money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. And, you know, we're here with the evening game slates in the NFL. Got my guy, Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. I'm looking forward to the games this weekend. I know last week, overall, my picks were fine. I don't believe I swept. I think my lock pushed. But I did win the dog. I had the Steelers money line against the Rams, which got there. Overall, pretty good episode, uh, but can't complain. Hopefully, we sweep here in week eight. Yeah, I mean, it that was Steelers really... line was a joke. I, I don't know why they even why they played with us. I don't know why they played with us this week and last week, giving us the Steelers as a dog. And what was a home game in L.A.? Like when you watched that game and you heard the reaction to the crowd at any call the referees made. It was a Steelers home game, 100%. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how the Rams and the Chargers actually deal with that all season, not ever having one true home game. It's pretty even the, re- even the refs thought it was a home game for the Steelers because they called that pick at QB sneak a first down. <laughs> it really wasn't, and I was so fine with it. I was so fine. So many times a call doesn't go my way for a loss. I was perfectly fine with that one because that he was short. He yeah. was 100% short. All right. However, we have another five games. Yes, the magic number. Another five games here because no teams are on a bye this week. Interesting. I don't think I've ever seen middle of the season no teams on a bye. But I have I no. I don't think that's no. Ever it's too random. I don't know why this is even happening. Yeah, I don't know. I'm very curious on what made it happen. But yeah, because why would you want a longer buy? If I, if I was one of the teams that had one of the last buys, I'd be like, dang, why can't I just do this in week eight? I don't know. 
I probably wouldn't. No, I don't think I would want that to happen. All right. There's some teams with buys in like week 13 and 14, which is just crazy to me because there's 18 weeks in the season. Yeah, I would just prefer to get this one in week eight. But you know what? They make the money. I don't. Seahawks, however, are welcome into Cleveland Browns into Seattle. Line is sitting at, what was that, three and a half for a while? I think it's at four now. Let me. I got four written down. Yeah, so it's at four now. Seattle minus four. 38 is the total. I mean, the big news here is Deshaun Watson not playing again. Shoulder. Don't really know what's going on there. But P.J. Walker is in the lineup. And it's probably good because when Deshaun Watson was playing, he didn't look good at all. He looked terrible. What was he last game? One for five with a pick? He was clearly like that shoulder was clearly bothering him and he couldn't do anything. I did. I was surprised he even played the game looking like that. So. Same here. This Cleveland Browns defense is nasty. But this is a back to back road spot for Cleveland. He just went to the Colts. Went to the well, wire. that's what we got to talk about because the defense is nasty, but they gave up 38 points to Gardner Minshew. Mm, what really happened there? I don't think it was really on the defense. I'm, I'm just throwing Minshew. it out there. I think it is a very good defense, but they gave up 38 to Minshew. If you like, keep I, I getting pushed defense. out, if you keep getting no, I don't. I well, you can have a good defense and have a 30 point game. Yeah, like, you can, you can give up a thirty week, point game, and that's what I'm saying. So I, that means nothing to me. This is still one of the best defenses in the league. But however, the back-to-back road spot is terrifying. I do think this is kind of a little bit of a sluggish spot. You're going west coast all the way over to Seattle, and a tough place to play. I think that they have the weapons where they can attack that secondary a little bit more because you have so many people that are really dynamic at the wide receiver position for Geno Smith past ball to. And I think Seattle's defense is slowly starting to turn a corner. I don't know. I think I'm going to Seattle here. Minus four. Uh, it's a really bad spot. And teams on a back-to-back road game. 9-16-1 and one against the spread this season. 9-17 and 17 straight up. No good dice for anybody on back-to-back road games. That's fine. I'm going to go ahead and take Seattle here. Minus four. Yeah, I think the problem that I do have with Seattle in general is just how bad the red zone offense is. It's atrocious. They they really have a hard time of actually scoring once they get into the final 20 yards. But they did end up beating Arizona by 10 last week. It was a classic Arizona game. First half was close. Then Arizona basically stopped trying on offense, and Seattle won by 10. Uh, but the game was competitive for most of the way through. I like the under in this game. I see a lower scoring game. I don't trust Seattle once again in the red zone, and I definitely don't trust P.J. Walker. But I think for the sake of this game, I think Cleveland's not that good, but I do think laying four with Seattle for a team that once again has a hard time scoring, it's a little bit too much to ask for me. I think I'm going to lean to the Browns plus the points. I don't feel great about it, but I just see points at a premium. I see kind of something similar to what we saw in that Seahawks-Cincinnati game. It's ugly, it's close, it's a one-possession game late, and I think with that being the case, I'll lean to the points. But give me some type of 2017 final, 17-13 final, something like that. But Yeah, 17-13 doesn't help you. If I'm picking an ugly game, I tend to go with the underdog because you're not going to expect many points in general. So I'll take the points in this spot. Uh yeah, not really a good fill on this one, but I'm, I'm not gonna. Give me, the game, I think it's so. ten. I think it's ten three. 
I don't think I don't think Cleveland's offense does anything this week. My favorite play is the under. The, for this this is a great this is a great get right spot for this Seattle defense against a backup quarterback on a back to back road spot. They should really really flex their muscles in in this game with a bunch of turnovers. And maybe that's yeah that's yeah that's how Seattle ends up covering this. They get turnovers and that just makes them a shorter field. Even though it's a good defense, you can only hold up so much. Yeah, give me a matter of fact. I'm even make it thirteen. Three 13 3 final score. All right, next game of the slate. Before we do that, got to talk to you about Underdog Fantasy because they have added scorchers. You can go five for five and pick them scorchers and then get a spicy 100x payout. And for a limited time only, they are extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN, and they still have 100k Sundays where they are giving out $100,000 to some lucky underdoggers. Make sure you're signed up so you can have a chance to win that as well. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. For that first deposit bonus, up to $500. That's underdogfantasy, promo code SGPN. And we're also brought to you by the NBA Gambling Podcast, celebrating another NBA season. So you can go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dogs, submit a screenshot of you playing NBA underdog with using our promo code SGPN, that code I just gave you. If you go play NBA underdog and send us a screenshot, then you will be entered into a contest to win a random, well, a random winner will be selected to win a hoodie, NBA gambling podcast hoodie. And yes, if you ask, I'll sign it. Of course, that's fine. There's no issue with that. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash NBA dog. All right. Next game is slate. Baltimore Ravens on the road going to play the Arizona Cardinals. Ravens laying nine. Open up at six and a half, up nine and a half. 44 and a half is the total in this one. This just feels like a very sleepy spot for Baltimore. Well, they just had a perfect game. Yeah. So this, that's the argument against Baltimore. You had a perfect game against Detroit. Game was over at halftime. You crushed them. And then now you're traveling on the road West Coast to face off against arguably the second worst team in the league. Third worst, maybe. And Jonathan Gannon, coming over from Philadelphia, he he can put together a game plan that can kind of fuck with Lamar a little bit. I don't know if Arizona's going to score, That's kind of the problem. Baltimore's defense is incredible, and Arizona hasn't scored any points recently. But what's the difference between you saying that, you know, a game that probably profiles a little to the under and taking the points? I feel like this is an under game. Like Baltimore in a very sleepy spot probably does. We've seen them not do things offensively before over the course of the season. And so this could be a, a nice spot where Gannon can have a nice game plan for this Cardinals team. And maybe they don't score a lot of points, but Baltimore probably doesn't isn't as efficient moving the ball either. I don't know. Ten is a lot. Six and a half was was questionable, but ten's a lot. Well, it's not a ten yet. It's uh, like I mean, it's nine, nine and nine a half, half is ten. Nine and a half is yeah. ten. They got to win by ten to get the cover. I'm taking I Cardinals feel, plus nine and a half. I feel like with the Cardinals, I've been fading them basically every week, and it's gone pretty well for me recently. Uh, but looking at the last couple of games, they scored ten points against Seattle, scored nine points against the Rams. They no show every second half. So if you want to take the Cardinals, I would probably take the first half. Uh, but they've lost each of their last four games by 10-plus points. 
I know the Ravens had a perfect game last week, and I think they're going to look worse than that because they have to. I still think this team's too talented. I think Lamar should do whatever he wants. This is Dobbs's last start probably. I believe Kyler did a log of full practice today, so it's probably going to be Dobbs's last start. Connor's still injured. They can't run the ball. They can't throw the ball. Ravens defense is still solid. I'll take Baltimore. I don't think it's going to be as easy of a win as it was against Detroit, but I definitely see them winning this game by multiple scores. I'll take Baltimore by 14. I think it's going to be in the balance for the spread all the way through, but I think Baltimore does enough in the second half to win the game 27-13, something like that. That's kind of what I'm looking at, but I'll take Baltimore. Uh, I think Arizona is just that bad, to be honest. I think Arizona is a bad football team. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're a good football team either, but... It's the lack this of is... just actual fight in the second half of games that just bothers me. They look like a different team after halftime every game. They get smacked out of halftime. I think Baltimore wins comfortably. They're, I think they're going to play with their food a little bit, maybe early on, maybe like the Rams game where the Cardinals were actually kind of doing a good job against the Rams and they completely got buried in the second half. I see a similar story here. I'll take the Rams. I'll take the uh, Ravens to win by double digits. I think this middle's Ravens by seven. Okay. I like the under in the game, though. Yeah. Man. Like by the, the un- difference yeah, between like the two under. with the Seattle game was that totals at 38. That was the main difference. This one's 44. There's more leeway for one team to actually perform well offensively. And I like Seattle and Cleveland's defenses, so I expect a lower score in general. Baltimore's offense in a dome, I think, should be able to do what they want. But you mentioned Gannon having a good game plan. The defense has been fine for the most part. It's the offense that's done nothing. And I think Lamar is too dynamic that he'll be able to break some stuff out of nothing and they'll get some open looks downfield. Once again, I like the under and give me some type of 27-13 game. Baltimore has Seattle on deck back in Baltimore. I don't think that's really a look-ahead spot. No, it's not. I'm just looking at the schedule. Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. I feel like this is a spot everybody goes Ravens, and it's just – if the Ravens didn't look so dominant last week, I probably would have stuck with the Ravens. But, I mean, how do you get up for this Cardinals team? I mean, maybe because Hollywood Brown, but Hollywood Brown could, you know, be the reason. You can That's argue it. the get-up spot is how difficult the AFC North actually is, and you just need to take advantage of every opportunity you have on the schedule if you believe in that narrative. I mean, they're five and two. The Steelers are four and two. The Browns are four and two. Cincinnati's three and three. What I will say is that, at the very least, you know this is a Baltimore money line spot for survivor entries. Probably. I mean, Lamar does not lose to NFC t- NFC teams. I filled like, in my all. survivor already. Unlike two, he's he's already got. He's what six? Is it like fifteen and one? Sixteen and one? I think it's sixteen. NFC? I think the Lions made it sixteen and one. I think. 16 and one. Do you know the one team that's beaten Lamar Jackson in the NFC? It's a very good question. I have no idea. Take a guess. I'm going to guess it. Oh, wait. I do know this. Lamar, the really bad interception against the Giants last year. It's the Giants. I don't know how the hell the Ravens lost. I don't know how the the Ravens lost that game, but I remember it. Oh, I know how they lost because they weren't the better team. That's why. No, they were winning by in the late fourth quarter. Lamar threw a really dumb interception. 
And they I remember Lamar had a really bad interception at the end of that game in the final two minutes. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember the game. We won because we were the better team, and we gave Lamar Jackson his only NFC loss because he can't beat the Giants. It's what both of these two teams have in common. Neither one of them can beat the Giants. All right. Cincinnati Bengals on the road to play the <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. Darnold. Darnold. Line is so. I have to tell you the history of this line. So the line opened up minus five and a half. The line got down to minus three after Brock Purdy was announced out with concussion, a cushion. Yeah. Well, it was projected that he's going to be out. I don't think it's officially yeah. out, but I believe he's gonna, I he's heard from be Schefter, nobody this season, any player has been in protocol and played the same week. Yes. And so. Tua screwed that. So. It got down to three. As we're recording, it's at minus four for the 49ers. 43 and a half is total. I mean, the the clear the clear question is how is this line still minus four 49ers? That is that that just feels very, very telling. Like very telling. I think it's telling the argument you can have in favor of the Bengals. We'll start there. We'll go with the Bengals first because that's going to be the public side. Uh, you're expecting Burrow to be healthier since it is a week off. They had a bye week. And that is the angle for Cincinnati. They have a healthy quarterback. T. Higgins is healthy again. Uh, you're looking at a, once again, an extra week of prep. And the Niners played Monday night. The other angle yet for Cincinnati is that Kirk Cousins threw for 370 yards against this Niners defense on Monday night football. So you could make an argument Burrow should do whatever he wants. The argument for since for the Niners is that they should, keyword should, dominate up front. We've seen the Bengals be really bad against the run. They're one of the worst teams in the league against the run. I know McCaffrey's banged up with an oblique injury. He had two touchdowns on Monday night. He looked fine. So the argument is, once again, in the trenches, are the Niners going to dominate? Probably. Is Darnold that big of a downgrade from Purdy? We don't know. Because we saw Darnold play last year. With Carolina, he didn't have to do much. They ran the ball about 80% of the time. But the record actually wasn't that bad. They ran the ball, and they're going to stick with the same script with Shanahan. And the Niners are also really good at home. That's kind of the main arguments for both sides. I once again hate the side public publicly, but I think I got to take the points. It's a, You have a team off a bye against a backup quarterback on a short week. Fred Warner also got injured in that Minnesota game late. I think he's going to play... Debo hasn't practiced. Trent Williams hasn't practiced. Purdy's probably not going to play. I think Darnold will be fine in this spot, but I do think missing Debo is a big deal. I'm going to lean Cincinnati. I'm going to trust Burrow and the offense to look sharp off a of bye week. I'll take Cincinnati plus four. I love the under in this game. I think the under is a great play. So I'll go with the under and I'll go with the Bengals. I'm assuming you're on the Niners because the line movement's up to four. I mean, I'm not because of that. It's because the line never moved past three. Yeah. Like, it just... So, you're telling me that a 49ers team that has lost two straight weeks to the Browns and to the Vikings, both who at the time were under 500, I'm pretty sure, or like 500. Browns were at, because they're four and two now. So, they're at. So, at 500 or whatever. And 
you have Joe Burrow, who is like becoming the one of the poster childs of the NFL. Yeah. With Jamar Chase. Off a of healthy, off a of bye, and it's a short week for San Francisco. And this line never goes under three. And they're a public dog. Like at this point, I, I, I understand fading the public and I understand the public wins sometimes. I just want to know when's the last time a public dog hit. I gotta think about that one. Maybe, maybe the Lions in week one. Maybe. I don't even I, I feel like they were a little public, but I think it was only like maybe sixty percent. Every every other time, you know who who was the public I, dog last week? I was gonna ask, was Pittsburgh not a public dog last week? No. No. Miami, I'm guessing, was the public dog last week? No. No? It was Detroit. Uh, it was Detroit, okay. It was Detroit. They got buried. So yeah. I made a TikTok saying that I was taking the Ravens minus three. And that probably was like one of the most hated plays. Like everybody hated that play. They said I literally had not never watched the Detroit Lions play football, even though I have a podcast where I watch the Detroit Lions play football. I mean, I it it's it smells, bro. It smells it does. There's I'm no not way to deny that. It's it's no like one, the line probably shouldn't have been it with been at where it was at with Purdy in the lineup. And that's already where I was sitting there thinking of taking five and a half because the line should not have been there. And when you look at it, they're going to lose the battle up front. What is Joe Joe Burrow literally struggles when his offensive line pay, plays terrible? That's been the thing of his whole career. He needs good offensive line play. Like he doesn't need a lot. He doesn't even really need good receivers. It's just an added bonus. But he needs good offensive line play. They are going to get dominated in the trenches, like absolutely dominated in the trenches on both sides of the ball. I I think this is an ugly game. But this is the Sam Darnold. The backup comes in. We've seen it every season with one or multiple teams. We saw it with P.J. Walker against this 49ers squad. The backup quarterback comes in for a game and looks like Jesus. Doesn't even look like Jesus. Just don't embarrass yourself out there in this case. It's PJ Walker wasn't good against the Niners. Don't. He just did enough to not blow the game. Yeah. And Sam Darnold's they literally asked Sam Darnold to do the same thing with better weapons. I I I already don't think Brock Purdy is like all that in a bag of chips. So the fact that Brock Purdy looks really, really good in this offense just kind of tells me that Sam Darnold can probably look pretty good in this offense too who, again, like you said, won games with Carolina. It just feels like this is a spot everybody's betting Cincinnati on principle and they're all going to lose. I'm taking the 49ers. I can understand your point. I do acknowledge, and the first thing I said for the Niners was they should dominate up front. I'm aware that there's a massive disparity in the trenches. I'm just picking Burrow maybe to find a way, and I think it's a good scheduling spot. But I do acknowledge the weirdness of the line, and it does seem like it's going to be a bit of a public dog. I get it. I oh, like it's not a bit of a public dog. Uh, I can tell you right now. So I'm, I'm going to say you think this is the number one like dog play of the week. No, it, I'm not saying I think it is. I it know is. it is. Like it uh-huh. is. It, it legitly is. But I can hold on. I'm pulling up the official bet slip so we can uh, just tell. But it's like that. That play never hits. Like no matter how much sense it makes, that play never hits. Like ever and i'm tired of losing my bet knowing that a play is not going to hit and it's just like this spot never hits where are we at in this game um yeah so you're looking at 65 percent, 60 yeah 65 percent on the Bengals. there is no other underdog that is 
even close. You got forty-eight. Yeah, no, there's there's nobody that's even even close. Oh well, oh well, the Titans are getting sharp movement, so it's low bets, higher dollars. I actually kind of uh, like the Titans in that game. That's that's I, for the one. I do like hold. the Titans. I wrote, I put them in an article this week, so I like Titans. A lot of people are putting hand, a lot of handles going on the Saints. Didn't realize that. Yeah, there's no there's no other dog that's even close okay. to to this number. It, it feels like this is just the play that like it's it sounds like Cincinnati should 100 percent win the game. And I'm going back and forth with a pick'em league I'm in on if I'm going to pick. It's a money line pick'em league. If I'm going to pick the 49ers or Cincinnati, and I think I'm just gonna. I think I'm just going to take the Niners. It, it just feels like this is a this is a spot where it doesn't I matter. I don't know how many people are in your Pick'em challenge, but in reality, more, most people are probably taking Cincy. So you might want to just take the yeah, Niners. Yeah, so, anyway. so to pick them, because so I wanted to look, and I was kind of hoping everybody changed and flipped to the Bengals. That Pick'em league, actually, like more often than not, the, uh, what's it called? The bet slips, like it, they mirror the bet slips. It's like 38 people in the league, I think. Okay. And they typically mirror the public bet slips because they have a tracker on, you know. So how does that actually work? What? Is that like a season end thing or you do each week somebody? Nah, it's like, season yeah. end. So we went okay. from the start of the season. We put in picks every week. And so 62% of the league actually took the 49ers, which is interesting. Okay. Because they really do mirror. Like 88% are on the Texans this week. That's a pretty public side. Uh, who else is a really public side? That is not just a blowout game because all the blowout games, everybody takes the favorite. Might sound disgusting. I actually think Carolina might be live in that game on Sunday. I and do I, too. I, I, I took I Carolina. Carolina. So I'm one of the twelve percent. I'm one of the twelve percent that took Carolina because literally in this league, every time they they either back all back or fade the Texans, they always are wrong. The like lines three time. also. Both teams yeah. off a bye. It's very weird. But that, that once again, it's a one o'clock game. Anyway, Jets are pretty public team. Jets are a pretty public team this week, too. And they're all on the Jets. I like the Giants if uh, Tyrod plays. I'll take like the Jets the if Daniel Jones plays. I like the Giants no matter who plays. I think it comes down to turnovers. So I trust Tyrod more than Daniel Jones. All right. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a tough little slate. It feels, it, I don't feel really good about any of these, but. It it's enough to make me not bet Cincinnati. It's not enough to make me like fall in love with the 49ers, but it's enough not to make me bet Cincinnati because why is this line this? And I just don't think they're dumb. I, I don't think odds makers are dumb. This is gonna be a weird game. All right. Two more games left on the slate. But before we talk about those, gotta talk to you about Hall of Fame bets because they are a sports betting analytics platform parlays, player props. They even have a revolutionary parlay optimizer. It's really cool and really, really helpful. They help you get all these great stats and everything you need to kind of help give you some more data behind your picks. And so make sure you tap in, use it. Go. I've been I've been on a little bit of heater, and it's been helping me out in the NBA a lot, like just trying to get going with this season until I get some trends to develop and my bets, single, you know, straight bets can start hitting a lot more. It's really fun. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching the Hall of Fame bets. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Anyway, I think Terrell is having some technical difficulties, so I'll take over with the Chiefs game. Uh, so looking at the Chiefs game against the Broncos, I feel like I don't have to spend much time on this one, but I'm going to at least break down the... 
well, I guess arguments for either side. So Chiefs, best team in the league. Simply put, same story, different year. The construction of the team is a bit different because usually they're an offensive firepower team. And this year they're more defensive first. Last year was not uh, last week was not the case because they got into a shootout against the Chargers. Mahomes woke up at 400 plus yards, four touchdowns. He was incredible. Shout out to him for my fantasy team winning. But still, when you're looking at the Broncos, this team sucks. Having said that, they did win at home. Were able to beat the Packers. Were they good? No, but they did enough to win. Uh, Jordan Love, I think we can agree, has been underwhelming, especially after the first two, three weeks of the season. So the Broncos won a nail-biter at home against a non-playoff team in Green Bay. And now they're getting seven against Kansas City. Now the argument is it's a a division game. It's in Denver. Division games get weird. So you make an argument, maybe Denver hangs in there. I'm not picking Denver. It's one of those, um, If don't get me wrong, if Denver covers, then I would be a little bit surprised. But I'm not going to put my own money on Russell Wilson and and Sean Payton in 2023 against Mahomes. Now, we have seen the Chiefs in the past play down to competition. We saw it earlier this year in the Jets game. We saw it in the game against the Colts last year. They somehow lost that Colts game. But when you're looking at division games, Kansas City tends to take care of business, especially against Denver. I forgot what it is, 15 straight, 16 straight. Denver hasn't beaten them in about, I don't know, three presidents ago. But I think when you're looking at this actual spot, I'm going to take Kansas City. I get it's at seven. I get you could argue that it is going to be a little bit annoying to take a road favorite of this size between two teams that know each each other pretty well. I can't take Denver. I I just can't do it. Denver is such a disaster. And once again, I'm not going to overreact to them winning one game against a fellow non-playoff team. And even with that, Green Bay, we know, is not any good. They don't really show up ever in the first half, and the game suddenly gets interesting because they actually unload the better play calls, I guess, in the second half. But Green Bay, not a good team, and yet Denver had a hard time putting them away, and they barely won the game. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm not going to spend much time thinking about it. I do think the Chiefs, though, offensively, will look better in this game than they did in the first meeting A reminder, they played on Thursday Night Football a couple of weeks ago. The weather in that game was really, really bad. So that does explain why that total was so low. I think Mahomes and company bounce back. I do think they build off of last week's phenomenal offensive showing. And I do think Kansas City kind of lays it on Denver here. I think they're going to win this game with double digits, but I do think Kansas City, for a team total, should score north of 28 in this game, in my opinion. I think they really got the offense going last week, and I expect it to carry over into this game. I'll go with the over, which might be my hot take here. I've been on all unders so far on the show. I think Denver in garbage time can move the ball. We saw the Chiefs offense struggle giving up big plays against the Chargers last week. The Broncos aren't good, but they can occasionally generate big plays. I think they'll score. Garbage time might help, but I see some type of 31, 34, 17 type game. That's kind of what I'm looking at. But I think Mahomes and the offense finally got themselves going. And I think it carries over into this game. I'm going to go with the Chiefs minus the seven. And I'm going to go with a bit of a contrarian play. I'm going to go with the over into this matchup. Now, uh, Terrell is still not available, I guess. So we are going to move on to the final game of the schedule. Sunday night game. You have the Chicago Bears against the Chargers. 
Can we please flex these two teams out of the Sunday night game? If they could, I would appreciate it. But anyway, you have a pretty interesting matchup on paper because the Bears have a new quarterback in Badgett or Baggett, however you want to pronounce it. And he was good last week against the Raiders. They won that game comfortably. The Chargers did look, let's just say, not great against the Chiefs. Offensively, they were fine. Defensively, they suck. So that wasn't exactly a shock. Uh, I think Terrell's back, though. So Terrell... Uh, welcome back. First things first. Uh, I did go through the Chiefs game, so I don't know if you want to just give your quick thoughts. I'm assuming, since you always fade Russell Wilson and you're never going to put money on Russell Wilson, I gave out the Chiefs in the over. Yes, I am annoyed at myself because I didn't look and see that. The wrong router. No, no, no. Oh. It's actually battery issues. Battery okay. issues this time. That, Yes battery that is what happened this time so you know what it's always something here it's always something with me here's where there's no situation to bet rest guys come on like i no i don't i'm so glad it happened during that game so i didn't even have to talk about it there's nothing yeah. to talk about there's no situation where it's a good idea to bet rust and you know it just proves how out i am on jordan love like that's all last week did it my contrarian play for that denver love. game was the over I think Kansas City's offense woke up, and then they score north of 30. Yeah, let's do that. Because last game was Thursday night football. You know, the weather everything sucked. that goes into that. Yeah, a lot more points this way. I can I can buy an over, but Denver covering seven? Just seven? Yeah, no. All right. That's easy. With this one, however. I barely broke it down. I didn't go through injury reports. I just mentioned the spread and what happened last week. I mean, there's really nothing to talk about. I mean, I I'm taking the Bears. The Bears are bad. The Bears are bad, and you also have Staley laying eight and a half. Like this is probably one of my worst nightmares. It might be because the Raiders once again are not a good football team either. But is Badgen actually not that bad? Nah, it's only one uh, game, I, small sample size. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm not. I mean, he's better than Nathan Peterman. So yeah, that, okay, that I'm fine that. with that. The, the point is Badgett might be a decent backup quarterback. If he doesn't totally embarrass himself and the Chargers do classic Charger things, it's a four-point game with two minutes to go. DJ Moore for 100-plus yards. Uh, yeah, we got to take the Bears. I'm not Am laying eight and a half thinking Staley. Chicago can Staley, win Staley can blow this game. I was going to say, Am I wrong for thinking the Bears can actually win this game? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I'm not – I that pick them league, I picked Chargers because, you know, everybody else – there's no – there was no risk. Everybody else picked Chargers, so there was no risk. But Staley – there's no way I'm trusting Staley to cover over a touchdown. I don't trust him to win games. How's he supposed to win by margin? I want to actually look at the scores for the Chargers games this season because their two wins came against Minnesota in a game they should have lost because they went forward on fourth and short and then they had a goal line stand with an interception at the end of the game. Then on top of that, their other win was against Aiden O'Connell where the exact same thing happened. They went forward on fourth and one at their own 30 and they intercepted O'Connell at the end of the game. They almost blew both those games. I don't trust them to win my margin. I don't trust them to win games. Badgett might not be a great quarterback, but I'll tell you what. The Bears actually showed some heart last week, and they buried a Raiders team. That's not very good. But still, 
at least the Bears, after Fields got hurt, didn't throw in the towel. They actually tried, and they looked decent. I think the Bears can hang in there. Give me the Bears. And I like the under in this game. Total's tricky. Nothing but the Bears was never happier. really a, a doubt for me. Nothing would make me happier for the, than the Bears to win this game outright. That'd be Nothing good for me, too, for Survivor. Me Badgett might be better than A.D. O'Connell. I think he is. O'Connell was really bad in that game. For both of them in their first in their first start, I, I do like Badgett's performance more against yeah. what is actually probably a better defense. I mean, it's not by much, but probably a better defense. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with Bears 8 now. I actually feel better about this one than anything else. No, I lied. Kansas City makes me feel great. But, yeah, let's go with the Bears. All right. And, of course, it's Sunday Night Football. Under. Okay, here. Locking dog time. Yikes, I got to lock something up on this slate. This is actually not interesting. It's an an ugly, ugly slate. You could always do Kansas City because it's just sitting there. I'm going to take the Bears. I'm going to lock okay. up the Bears. Eight and a half. Plus eight and a half. Because I'm really not locking up the Bears, but I'm locking up Brandon Staley blowing this somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. And I can always get behind that, no matter what the team is. I can always get behind that. So give me the Bears plus eight and a half. They may not win the game, but I don't think the Chargers have beaten anybody by over a touchdown. No, they haven't because they only have two wins. No, I said, two I said what happened in both those games. They yeah. almost blew How does a two games. and four team lay eight and a half? Like, come on. This is ridiculous. They are so overrated. They are really, really overrated. You're two and four. All right. Yeah. Plus eight and a half for the Bears. That's actually pretty easy. Oh, for my dog. I mean, it didn't hit last week. We could run it back. Yeah, sure. Let's run it back. Why not? Give me the Cardinals first half plus two twenty five. First half city, yeah. There's a script where the Cardinals actually are leading by half and then blow the game in the second half. It's said the Rams game. I mean, it could be a similar story. They look competitive and then the second half comes around. And they realize, wait a second, we're not supposed to win these games, and they immediately get buried. So, yeah. And I and possible. I think that this is just a get up spot with Kyler coming back. Like Dobbs might try to, you know, one more blade of, blaze of glory before he goes. And pushes that record to, well, I doubt it'd be two and six, but at least look a little bit better. Yeah, yeah sure, they, beat why not? The, they beat the Cowboys, so they still have week two or week three, whatever the hell week it was. So, yeah, there you go. All right, uh, I, feel good. I feel good with that. Yeah, for my lock on the show, uh, I'm, I thought about going with Kansas City, but I'm not sure if I'm going to. I think I'm just going to go with the under at 38 and a half in the Browns and Seahawks game. I think that game's going to be disgusting. I, I just, oh. I'm looking at these offenses. Tyler Lockett's also banged up. DK has been annoyed at the lack of targets he's gotten from Geno, and I question the overall chemistry there. Seattle's defense, though, I like a lot, and the defense is good. Witherspoon's a hell of a corner. PJ uh, Walker's not any good. I've gone on record saying that. And you're looking at the overall offense for Cleveland. I know they were good last week in a dome, but I do think in Seattle, it's a very tough place to play. You mentioned how tough it is to play back-to-back road games. I see a very ugly game. You said 13-3. I'm not going to go that far. But once again, I think I had like 17-14 or something. I think Cleveland's defense will be motivated after getting embarrassed by Minshew in a dome last week. And Seattle's defense is good. 
The red zone offense, though, was bad, and I think you're going to see a lower-scoring game. Give me the under 38.5 in that Browns and Seahawks game as my lock. And for my dog, I think I'm going to do it. I know that it's annoying with this team because sometimes they play with their food and they let teams hang around. But I can't even remember the last time Denver's actually beaten Kansas City. I think it's, what is it, 16 straight at this point? Is it 16 straight? Patrick Mahomes never lost to him. So. Yeah. So I think for this one, I'm going to go with the Chiefs minus 13 and a half, and I'll take that at plus 186. Oh. I think they bury this team. Denver coming off a win, too. Man. Barely. You worst. barely beat Jordan Love at home. Congrats. Oh, so out on Jordan Love, man. Unfortunately, watch he, watch he gets the win this week. They had to I come back against the Saints. That was it. I know. That, that was gonna, the peak of his career right there. I know he's going to get a win this week. Just watch. I know he's going to get a win this week. All right. It's going to piss me off so much. I know it is. All right. Anything else for people, Scott, before we get up out of here? No, not really. Uh, looking forward to the weekend. And, of course, we got the NBA show tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Very much so. Come rock with NBA picks with us Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. I don't know what I was saying. Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. That is One, correct. Two, three. That's yes, correct. 8 a.m. Yeah, Pacific. Right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I had to say, I always have to try to do the math. I keep forgetting. For the three people that are watching us live on YouTube, make sure you like the video and leave a comment. Make sure you leave comments. Comments help us with the YouTube algorithm as well. So just, I know not in the chat, like not the live chat, leave an actual, actual comment. And for everybody that comes in YouTube while we're gone, make sure you leave a comment and a like and do all that. Matter of fact, hit subscribe if you're not subscribed. Absolutely. Like, comment, subscribe, however they say it on all the other YouTubers pages. And for all the people that are getting us through your podcast, make sure that you just go ahead and drop us a five-star rating and any type of review you want. You can even say how I berate Scott's picks, even though I didn't berate his picks today, probably because I didn't feel good about this slate myself. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast just going to like this. We are out of here.